0: It's Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. Registered representatives with Peak Brokerage Services, LLC, member FINRA SIPC. To reach Glenn and Mike now, call 803-0930. Toll free 1-800-616-WBEN and cell calls are free at star 930. Now, live from the WBEN studios, here's Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas.
1: I'm already ready. Welcome back. That sounds pretty tough. <laughs> I don't know if I'm in the right seat here. I feel like I'm in the wrong studio.
2: That's uh, Frank uh, helping us out every week with a different mix. Man, he, he he's us.
1: just giving me a little edge for the show I today, <laughs> <I> <laughs> folks. If you're just tuning in, this is News Radio 930 WBN, and we are the financial guys. Mike Hayflick filling in for Glenn this week, along with Mike Lomas. Always an open mic session here. Don't wait till the end of the show, as Mike you always say. Um, yeah. Sometimes those those phone banks they get super logged and jammed, and uh, we see Esther in the window ready to take over her th- her show at three and. So um if you have anything to say today, please call in quickly. Um always an open mic session. Um as you know, if you listen a lot, it's where money meets politics. And uh you can reach us here at 8030930, star nine thirty from your cell one eight hundred-six one six nine two three six. You can even text us at three oh nine three oh if you would like. And I I Mike, I don't know if I ever told you that story when uh I was on a ride on a early Sunday morning and I heard Randy Bush over. Heard Beamer, they were on it like six in the morning, mm-hmm. and they said, "Geez, I'd like to." I heard Randy say, "And I don't." I'm, this is my admission, okay, everyone. This is my admission of guilt. Um, I'm driving on the throughway, listening to them, and Randy says, "Beamer, I'd like to to go ahead and and change the text screen, but I can't find the mouse."
2: <laughs> and I had this
1: moment. I said, "Oh my gosh, I I did the show yesterday. It was a, I did the show on that Saturday." I said, I wonder if I swept it up and threw it in my bag. So I got home you, later in the day.
2: You were the mouse thief.
1: It was me. It was me. So I uh, I actually got in touch with uh, with Beamer then, and I said, listen, I, I, I am so sorry, but I'll bring it back. I think I brought it back Monday early morning then. So <laughs> anyway, that's my admission of guilt today.
2: Speaking of, uh, did you see Sue's uh, shoe collection here? Our assistant, Sue, just she's cleaning her basement out and sent us a picture. <laughs> I have never seen so many shoes in my life.
1: I I think she's working at famous footwear part time.
2: <laughs> I think she's, she's I think she owns famous footwear. She's
1: moonlighting there. I
2: have never <laughs> seen anything like that. Her husband Gary literally put together a separate room in the basement for her shoes. And I think she needs therapy. There might, I, I think we do. We need to get need her to have some an counseling. With her. We
1: we need to get <laughs> an interve- A shoe a shoe intervention. I like That's, it. Oh, well, yeah. we often tease her because sometimes we're out of the office maybe at six o'clock, six thirty, and then we get a text and it's eight thirty and she's still at the office. Well, now I think she's going to be admiring her shoes um, on a regular basis. She'll be leaving the office at like four to go. To go and uh, clean up her shoes, her I shoe supply. I
2: have never seen anything quite like that. that is, I have. I, I'm the opposite. I am like get rid of stuff, get rid of stuff. Oh yeah. Stuff. I think she's too just I think shoes are her deals. So.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. We yeah. we get our favorites and we wear them, wear them till we can't till till our feet are, are showing through the bottoms. Yeah. Yeah, um, exactly. You know, I wonder if she has one of those ladders. You know, those ladders that slide along the floor, <laughs> like you see uh, in those big libraries.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> That's probably next on Gary's list, like
2: in the movie Elf at the post office. Oh yes back and forth yeah there you go there you go
1: we are the financial guys folks welcome and if you need us throughout the week uh, we'd love to talk to you we have so many specialists in our firm now Um, it really is becoming um, almost irregular for me to just see somebody and then off they go usually they see me they might want to see our wealth management attorney Tom Canabo they might want to see our new health insurance specialist April Hartloff Uh, maybe Brian Janik Um, boy it's really a lot of fun around there isn't it Mike
2: Oh yeah, a lot of a number of different divisions: estate planning, Medicare, health insurance, uh, uh, you know, uh, divorce planning, college planning. So we definitely work as a team. And if you need us, six three three fifteen fifteen. Yeah, and
1: again, open mic session here, folks. Eight oh three oh nine thirty. Mike, unfortunately, another mass shooting to talk about. This time down in Parkland, Florida.
2: Yeah, you know you hate. I mean, boy, you hate to do shows like this. Really, right? I mean, you're just as a parent, your heart just goes out to these folks and. I'll tell you what, it's been a really, really bad few weeks here for the FBI between, you know, some of the, uh, you know, tons of warning signs out there being reported, and it does look like the Miami FBI, I mean, certainly dropped the ball, Mm -hmm. although... You know, and we'll talk more about this throughout the show. But I mean, you know, what at what level does the FBI get involved, right? I mean, can you can can we babysit somebody like this forever? You know, I I don't know what uh, what authority does the FBI have? Somebody posts something on Facebook. I mean, can you yeah can you can you pull him out of his house and lock him up in jail? You know, so I, I think you know there's and we'll talk more about this throughout the show. But there are layers upon layers upon layers of things that really truly need to be done in our school systems to protect our children you know we spend so much i'll tell you what if there was a van gogh painting somewhere it would be locked up Mm -hmm. and there would be security guards in front of it you know 24 hours a day seven days a week but our children which i think are way more valuable than some painting are not sure and i i you know of course it's the gun issue again you know i i and we'll, but I, I, I'm what I get frustrated about with these Democrats is look at if you have somebody who is so mentally ill that they are willing to kill people, 17 innocent people and maybe more, depending on mm-hmm. this, you know the the amount of, you know who who knows I don't know did he run out of bullets whatever but I mean he was willing to kill all these folks. If you took the gun out of his hand, would he have used something else? I mean, do you just say, okay, well, look at, if he didn't have a gun, he would have not hurt anybody. I, I don't believe sure. that. I think it's just as easy to walk in with a hundred and ten octane fuel gallon, which mm-hmm. you can buy anywhere, in a match. I yeah. mean, it's you know, if you are that mentally ill to kill people, is it the gun that does it or is it the person? It's sure. the person.
1: Sure just like uh you know you get you get stopped for d w i it wasn't the car that that uh you know you blame you don't blame the car you don't blame the gasoline in the car you don't you don't blame the bar that you just left you, you're right. that fault if you get caught for d w i and you hurt somebody you run into someone 's property or I mean, it's the person. It's the person.
2: But the frustrating part about this is we refuse as a nation, as a country, as Democrats and Republicans, to really go after what's the issue here. And it is mental illness. mm -hmm. It is mental illness. And I think— Not to continue to use the word layers, but it's it's a number of different things. Whenever you see something like this, it's always, always, always. Well, the kid was a loner; he didn't have a lot of friends. He he stayed. Very rarely do you hear that it was the most popular kid in school that went in and did this. Right? I got to tell you, I I graduated from high school twenty-five years ago, and we didn't have any anti-bully programs or. You know any any ways of trying to get kids when they're very young to to come together and work as a team and not pick on other kids and I'll, it's no different today. I mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean maybe there's a few signs that I've got a six year old and a ten year old. There's no. I we've never been invited to any anti-bullying or how do no. we get kids to accept other kids and be a part of that. I'll tell you it's a big part of it. you look at the, the last few mass shootings. Every single one of them is on medication. Every single one of them right. and it goes way deeper than them just snapping. Overnight. To Absolutely. Me, this is stuff that, you know, I'll look at before our children take Spanish class, before we hire another French teacher, why don't we work on at a very young age addressing the real problems with kids? Kids can be mean, they cannot sure. uh, include everybody. And the school districts do very little, if nothing, to try to bring this culture together.
1: No, and I, I mean, I'm a former educator, as you know. And I mean, there's always, always talk about spending more money on new curriculum. You know, let's take let's take that whole, you know, English, uh, you know, word study program, and we're going to just dump that. We're going to bring in new experts, and we're going to spend thousands and thousands of dollars on new materials, on new speakers. We're going to also, you know, we're you know, just locally in our own school district, they tried to pass. A large, large um, budget to get new athletic fields. Um, That's To, right. to Turf do
2: football fields, right? The millions, millions of, of dollars. Now, the even a and not right?
1: not even to mention what it would cost taxpayers, but just the focus on that versus saying, you know what? Instead of having only one school resource officer at Iroquois or at any of the other local public schools, why not get like one for every school? Why not get one where there is a presence, where there's someone, someone that has a firearm who knows how to use it, and that would be a bigger deterrent, and God forbid anyone does actually get into the building. maybe maybe no one dies, or maybe yep. it's only one person who passes away. I mean that's that's where it's so insane. These are the softest targets in our in our society. The softest yep. targets with the most innocent and loving people, our students, our children, and they don't do more to protect. Now, yep. what really bothers me, Mike, is here here the first thing that you heard out of the liberals' mouths was guns, right? Guns. Oh, it's it's the guns, guns fault. Guns
2: guns guns. Well, yep. then
1: we find out people did the right things. They everyone yep. says the new the new kind of mantra is see something, say something. Well, guess what? People did. Yeah. People did. The kid was expelled from school. Yep. He, and this is not that's not easy to to be uh to be expelled. I mean, you have to be pretty bad. Right, I mean, there are yep. so so many thoughts. We'll we'll, yeah. we'll be talking a lot about this today, folks.
2: Yeah, and I'd love to hear your thoughts. Open mic session is always here. Again, yeah, three zero nine three zero and star nine three zero.
1: Yeah, and we're gonna we're gonna actually have a, a couple guests later too. Um, someone uh, I don't want to give it away. Maybe maybe we'll just make it a surprise. But a long time listener, frequent caller to the show, be here in the second hour. We're gonna hear from April Hartloff too, um, and also Dave Mariocker Dave's one of our investment specialists. One of our one of our, you know, what is he? Twenty five, maybe thirty eight to fifty years in the business. I don't know. <laughs> he's one hundred and
3: thirty.
2: <laughs> he's 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 you'd never know it because yeah. he's in great shape. Cer- and, uh... Certainly been choppy though, and you know, we, yeah. this is where money meets politics. We do manage money for a living. We have a ton of fun with this show, folks. So use us as a resource. Six three three fifteen fifteen. If you think like us, Mike, we talk about it all the time. We get the we get to work with folks Monday through Friday that think like us and uh... it is uh... there's no secret it is part of our marketing strategy we do not want to be miserable monday through friday we want to be no. happy and we get the chance to work with people that think and are politically aligned with us and we love that they are family and that is awesome so no
1: question about use it. our
2: team as a resource six three three one five one five 1515
1: say it a lot to people you know honestly we don't we don't look at who's coming in to see us and say oh what are those dollar amounts and oh yeah let's we've got to get these people on board no, we usually say, "Geez, I hope they're nice. I hope that they. I hope that we kind of see things the same way, and we end up getting some really, really cool partners in in uh, the financial planning, wealth management um, area that we that we're in. And um, it's so much fun to meet meet up with people, see how they're doing, see how their kids are doing. Um, love talking about their retirement plans, and then when they actually reach the retirement goal, it's pretty exciting. So, um, always appreciate it. Again, if you'd like to reach us right now, eight zero three zero nine thirty star nine thirty from your cell. Want to take a quick break Mike we'll be uh, Yeah, sounds yeah. great. We'll I'd like
2: to talk more about this Florida shooting. I'd like to hear people's thoughts on how do we protect our children? And I think it starts not I think it starts with the protection part. I also think it starts when they're in the in kindergarten, in first grade and it comes back to anti-bullying and figuring out a way to get these kids to work together.
1: No doubt about it. All right. We'll be right back on the other side of a quick break. Folks, you're listening to the Financial Guys, Mike Hayflick in for Glenn, Mike Lomas here on News Radio 930 WBEN. All righty, welcome back. If you're just tuning in, this is News Radio 930 and We are the Financial Guys, here every Saturday, 1 to 3. I'm happily sitting in Glenn's seat this week, Mike, and uh, mm. here with Mike Lomas, and uh, happy to be here. Um, yep, and
2: by the way, we will be filling in for Sandy Beach uh, Monday morning. I think his voice is still a little bit uh, raspy, so ah, uh, Glenn okay. and I will be sitting in. So Glenn will be back Monday morning.
1: The legendary, the three-time, right, right? Isn't it three-time Hall of Fame? Announcer? Yep. It really great. is cool when I hear you guys, you hear you filling in, I, I really do think, boy, that is really quite an honor. He's been, yep. he's got quite the, uh, the, quite the career. He, he's great to listen to, so. No, no doubt. And uh, happy to be here today, folks, on a Saturday again, and, uh, you know, terrible shooting again down in Florida, and uh, we're just talking about what can we actually do, what, what actually will work did
2: yep. um, uh, you, you see Jimmy uh, was it Jimmy what 's his name Jimmy Kimball I don't know what you're oh talking Kimmel, about. yeah or, Yeah, Kimmel, hey, give me a break Look, Trump. I want more laws, you know what we have laws jimmy we don 't even we don't we don't use those laws that 's the problem, right whenever it comes to gun controls, we need more laws, we need more laws, we need more laws we don 't even use the ones we have. Why That's do we right. need more laws right and if gun control worked, if it was the problem was uh, you know what we just don 't have the laws well let 's pass those laws. What are those laws? that are going to keep a 17-year-old or an 18-year-old or a 19-year-old kid from walking in and killing 17 people. right? I believe that, look, at you can take all the gun laws you want. If you are mentally ill enough to kill 17 people, it's not the gun. It would be an automobile. It would be gasoline with a match. That's it right. would be something. There's right? no doubt. Yeah. No and doubt by the way, it. if those laws worked, then Chicago would be the safest place in the country, because they've, they've done all kinds of laws. Yeah. <laughs> They're not working now these this stuff needs to be a big part of you 're never going to fix it all it 's not a perfect world, and you can 't cure all the mental illness in the world every single time I hear one of these cases it 's the same deal. Well, he was a loner he wasn 't accepted mm-hmm. he didn 't have any friends, right I mean certain people have smaller groups of friends, larger groups of friends. He was an outcast uh, you know it goes back to a lot of this goes back to stop it with the spanish we don 't need spanish we don 't need French classes. We need to figure out ways when these kids are 5, 6, and 7 years old to stop the bullying and to work as a team and get together as a team. That's right. And it can't be acceptable. And I don't care what anybody says. It is no different today than it was 25 years ago. When I went to DPU High School, we didn't know. There was no bullying programs. There was no how to treat kids and it's wrong to be that type of way. It's no different today. I've got a 6-year-old and a 10-year-old. Never been too invited to one anti-bullying thing that I can think of. Not one.
1: Yeah and uh every time there's a, an episode of bullying it just adds to um you know a kid like him uh, this 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 uh, you know evil kid it turns out he he was certainly an at risk individual I mean he had a jeez he had a, a I think two step uh I'm sorry adoptive parents one with a father I think died about a decade ago and the the mom had just died a year ago um these people took the, took him in um knew he had a gun but I mean a, a lot of this is is it builds up over a long, long period of time. There were probably so many moments where someone should have said, "Listen, this kid is like definitely on track for being something a little bit out there," and he yep. he certainly was. And now you, here you have 17 victims. Obviously, our thoughts and prayers go down to those those people, those families, all the students who had to witness this, seeing students running out of buildings with their arms up, thinking, "Am I going to be the next victim here?" Yep. Just just absolutely ridiculous. We got some text here. Um, every school needs an armed guard on school property during school hours. That would multiple go a long arm, way.
2: Multiple armed guards. By Absolutely. The way, right? When you look at it, and I'm so you know, well, it's a money thing. It's not a money thing, right? We're studying shrimp on a treadmill. We're we're studying why lesbians are fat. Mm-hmm. We paid some guy a million dollars two years ago to uh, go in a room full of bees to, and get stung 100 times and he could tell us which part of his body hurt the most. But yet we don't have the resources to put people to protect our children in place at every every side of that school district. And I don't care what there's 100,000 schools in this country. It's going to cost a few billion dollars. We waste money like it's going uh, – every one of the uh, – I should say every one of these. Most of these schools have turf football fields the mm-hmm. nicest tracks the by the way most of these kids 99.999% are never going to step on a football field after the fall of their senior year right. most of them are never ever 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 going to make it to broadway you know the auditorium all well and good the best of intentions but we should be protecting our children, and I'm telling you it starts way before that it starts in the first grade, the second grade, and a lot of this goes back to depression and a lot a lot of it goes back to bullying, and a lot of it goes back to setting up programs where we teach these kids at a very young age how to treat other children, and we're not doing it
1: sure and what do we what do we see when we have to go into federal buildings, the county office buildings That's um, right you've That's got right. to pass through you've got to pass through the metal detectors there's there's security guards there're armed security guards saying. You know, listen. This is a public building, and you're coming in, and we're holding uh, whatever court sessions and 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 whatever else you're going to conduct some business in here. What do we see at airports? We see, <laughs> I mean, we see we see armed guards everywhere, right. but we That's don't right. see them. Uh, I, don't, I just don't understand it. It does, yep. just doesn't make any yep. sense. Our, and, our
2: most precious, valuable asset: our children. Are, are not, you just walk right in, right? right? Just doesn't yeah. make sense. Hey, doesn't let's make any
1: sense. Let's hit the phone lines. We got, um, I think Sam on line one. I might be wrong. I don't see anything on my screen. We're going to work that out. All right, Sam, how are you? you got Mike Hayflick, uh, hey Mike Lomas, Financial Guys. How are you?
4: Oh, gentlemen, how are you? Hey, we're
1: good. good. Thank you.
4: Um, this kid, you know, these cho- these kids today are learning all this violence from video games. That's a major component in the in the troubled mind of these children they're learning all this violence and the parents are useless they're useless with their children
2: well you, you know you bring up a good point in that you know I, I hate this but parents need to be parents right i mean you sure. need to <laughs> teach your kid you know right and wrong and you're absolutely right and there's too many of these folks that are not parents they're friends not parents
4: sure. completely useless yeah.
2: to their yeah. children yeah, let's let's not forget let's not forget about the good old loving left, left uh, Hollywood right who mm-hmm. who you know they it's amazing to me how all these uh, Hollywood actors and actresses gun control gun control but yet they can make millions and millions hundreds of millions of dollars off of violent movies and that's just fine that's just okay sure right
1: well and you think of the excesses of years and years ago like if you saw your own kid sitting in front of the television for eight to ten to twelve hours you certainly right. would have I would have walked in or yeah. my mother would have walked into the Get out out of here. She would have turned off the TV and said, don't you dare touch that TV again. Get your butt outside. And she'd want to hear that screen door slam, and she'd know that I'm outside, you know, throwing the basketball around or or out in the neighborhood. Um, And and nowadays, though, with people with these phones, the iPads, the computers, with the, uh, you know, headphones on, and they're playing, you know, all these games. I mean, games are games. They can be fun. But, boy, you can also become obsessed with these things.
4: Yeah, obsessed. With with their smartphone and and playing video games.
2: Yep, so, um, I'm telling you, Sam. A lot of this goes back to though, being accepted, right? And when you look at a lot of these cases, most of these cases, it's the same theme. Sure, they're on medication, they're loners, they don't have any friends. They've, they're not being accepted, and I'm t- a big part of that is when these kids are in kindergarten and first grade, yeah. grabbing some of these children and saying, "Look, it, it is not okay to make fun of that child. No it's doubt, not, you're hey, not cool by doing
1: that." We're up on on a hard break, guys. We'll be right back. Sam's, hang in there. We'll be right back on the other side of a quick break here on News Radio nine thirty WBEN. Alrighty, righty, welcome back. Mike Hayflick here with Mike Lomas, the Financial Guys. I'm here filling in for Glenn this week. Glenn's having some fun, isn't he, Mike? Is he traveling right now?
2: Uh, a little bit, yeah. I think he'll he'll be back later. Just, to, just a day off with the family. So. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, here we, we are. Uh, to do that.
1: <laughs> always an open mic session here, folks, if you'd like to reach us. Uh, 803-0930, star 930 from your cell, 1-800-616-9236. can also t- text us here at three zero nine three zero. And again, we're uh, talking about just yet another shooting. Um, Hearing the left say that it's all about the guns—we need to get rid of everyone's guns—and instead of really, you know, looking looking at the layers of the issues, starting from when the kids are young, what is going on with the kids? How are we like sort of protecting them? How are we uh, how are we helping them when they're young and they can actually, you know, formulate some 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 reasonable ideas about how to handle issues and how to handle problems? So. Really, the whole idea of mental health being um, a big deal. It's a big yeah, deal huge. here. Huge. Not just, uh, it's just not the, about guns.
2: I, I don't care. The left can come up with all their, their gun laws. I mean, and I, I don't yeah. think there's a Democrat or a Republican anywhere in this country that wouldn't sign something if they really actually thought it would help, right? Sure. But if you are going to walk in someplace and shoot somebody with the intent to kill them for no reason at all— 17 people, 20 people, two people, one person, right? right. You would have figured out a way to do that. You are mentally ill and you need help, right? And there's 100,000 schools in this country and we need to proactively come up with a plan to start to fix some of this stuff and to be aggressive with it, right? Uh, we, we are as a community, and with all the best intentions, we mm-hmm. always have the we, our heart is in the right spot to have the best football fields, the best track in, in, uh, in, in and swimming pool, sure. the best auditorium so we could put on the best shows. Let's protect these kids, right? Let's have their back. Let's protect them. Put them in a safe environment. And by the way, the mainstream media, and this does not take away what if any uh, one one-thousandth one, one of what happened in Parkland Florida, but I, I hear the media: eighteen school shootings this year. Well, that's a lie. That that's was a, a lie. complete lie, right? Some of those eighteen are an adult that just happened to commit suicide in the parking lot of a school, or uh, a gun sure. that accidentally went off. And and you know, uh, it would looking back, and let's look back at history, right? I, years and years ago, in the fifties, there was kids that would go hunting uh, all morning, right? Mm-hmm. And then they would go into school in the parking lot with their guns. Hanging from the back of the truck in Iraq, it was guns everywhere. Right. right, parking lot was loaded with them, and we didn't have these types of issues. No, to no. Me, there's a common theme. These kids are highly medicated, medi- and, and not saying the med- I'm, t- I'm, I'm, I'm saying it's the depression, and I'm saying it goes a big chunk of this goes back to when these kids are five, six, seven years old. I don't need Spanish. I don't need French. We need to figure out a way. To, to do more of the anti-bullying and, and allow these kids to be able to better communicate and work together. And the theme has got to change when they're five and six that it's not cool to pick on people. That's, yeah, that's well, it. and
1: you've got to punish that behavior when they're young. You, you yeah. can't say, oh, come on, Jimmy, you know that's enough. You yeah. stop that. And that's then right. it goes on all school that's year. Right. That's right. Teachers have to step up. The administrations have to back the teachers. The teachers are on the front lines. They see what's going on they they can address the there are a lot of great teachers out there a lot of great school resource officers administration and schools they have to step up and say we are going to punish this behavior we are going to make sure that these people are reported we are going to follow up with these families we are going to make sure that if a kid's adoptive parents have both died and the kid got expelled that the local office uh, local police departments and the FBI, we better get assurances that they're aware of this, kid. You don't just let it go, and you don't just trust. I mean, again, people st- stepped up. They said, hey, we see something, we're saying something, and the FBI dropped the ball. Good. Why? Uh, is yeah. it resources? Are we not yeah. putting too, enough resources into this?
2: That's right. Is it is it money at the FBI? Is it is it a lot of lack of communication? I'll tell you, I've got friends that work for the FBI. I know their heart's in the right spot. I know they're smart. Uh, these folks are committed, so you know nobody's got the the uh, the FBI's back and the and the uh, the police officers back more than, than us. Right. But certainly there's an issue there, right? There's an issue with corruption in some of these agencies, and there's an issue with a lack of communication. And is it is it just like other government agencies where it's top heavy? <laughs> no you know, doubt. maybe we have too many administrators in the FBI and not enough people on the on the ground.
1: Sure. Let's get back to the phone line. Sam Sam was on hold waiting. Sam, we're back. Thanks for holding.
2: Yeah, so anyway,
4: I was saying that, you know, the parents have to take a responsibility for this also. You know, um, they should go after, they should sue the parents, too, for not raising their children properly. You know, you go out for dinner, like, you, you know, you're sitting in a restaurant, and you see the kids on their smartphones, completely ignoring the parents, and the parents use these devices as electronic babysitters.
2: Well, and not to continue to beat a dead horse, Sam, but a lot of that goes back to the culture of bullying, and it's a lot easier. See, years ago, by the way, this technology can be real harmful when it comes to that. Years ago, if a kid was getting bullied uh, you know, in the first grade or second grade, when they left school on a Friday, they left it behind on Monday morning. Not the case anymore, right? Not the case anymore. Now they've got Facebooks and Instagram and all this stuff. And it continues to build up. I think a big part of this problem, not all of you, you're never going to solve all the issues, right? The world's not perfect. There's, there's folks that are just born evil. They're born mentally ill, and we're not going to fix it. I'm telling you, to me, there's a common theme with these shootings, and I always hear the same thing again. Loner, depressed on medication not accepted by a lot of people had very few friends one or two even the even the folks that they say were friends with this case like well I haven't talked to him in a few years right that's not sure. normal behavior that's not normal when I went to high school, I had a group of friends. I still have a group of buddies that I text all the time and talk to from high school, right? Um, did I get along with everybody in high school? No, we had different groups, but I still at least had uh, a group that I was accepted in. We have to do a better job. We have all these resources, uh, where you know, if we're studying shrimp on a treadmill, let's figure out a way to make this happen. It's the United States of America; we can fix stuff. We we need to make sure we do a better job of attacking that.
1: No question. Just just dedicate the resources Thanks, to the right things. Thanks a lot, Sam. Okay. Thanks. All right. Don't be a stranger. Um, hey, we got more calls here, Michael. Let's take another call. I think this is Sebastian. Okay. Hey, how you doing? Hey, work good. Good. Thanks for calling, Sebastian. Last
3: time I spoke to you guys was before the election, and I gave you a prediction of Trump winning and a good year for the stock market.
1: Well, <laughs> jeez, oh, what do you think is going to happen the rest of this year? <laughs>
3: <laughs> Where are you working? <laughs> you want a job? I know, right? Uh, no, no, that's okay. Actually. Um, My friend Donnie Riza asked me to call in and say hi to mention the uh, Variety Kids fundraiser.
2: Yes. Oh, yeah. You know what? I'm sorry. Uh, Your name, your son, yeah. So let's make sure we plug uh, a charity. Where are you going to be? Now, uh, tell tell everybody a little bit about your background.
3: Uh, I'm a parapsychic. I do psychic research, I do psychic readings and psychic predictions. I had. When I lived in Manhattan five years ago, I had an off-Broadway show called Mind to Mind, and now I do that show in Buffalo, and we'll be doing it on Saturday. And we do psychic demonstrations, and we do readings for as many people as we can get to in the audience.
2: Now, you actually predicted a Donald Trump victory the week before the elections based on numbers on on our show.
3: On numerology, that is <laughs> memory, good memory. Well, if, if either one of you want to give me a month and day of your birthday, I'll tell you what's in for you this year. <laughs> okay. Let's
1: well, give Mike Lomas a... <laughs>
2: do, I, do I want to know that? I vote right. for that. October 13th. 10-13. Okay, give me one second. And if it's if it's not good, just hang up the phone. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I only like positive energy. We're going to no call
1: negative. them all sorts of names.
2: He,
3: Uh, Depending on where you're coming from, uh, this is actually for you a year of rest and personal reflection.
2: Rest and personal reflection. Yeah. Yeah. Mike,
1: it's have you ever done that before? <laughs> Either one of those things. The
2: personal reflection <laughs> part sounds like my entire life. <laughs>
1: <laughs> rest though, I don't I think know.
2: Yeah, rest. Ugh. Mike's right.
1: Mike's usually working at four thirty okay. in the morning texting so, me or emailing yeah. me.
2: <laughs> so tell us about the uh the charity event that you're putting on and when uh, I know our listeners are awesome. A lot of them will will uh, make sure they attend.
3: It can be it can be a quiet quiet year for you reflective, but uh What I think you should contemplate and think about is where you're going next year and what's going to happen because that puts you in an eight-year next year, and that's the money year.
1: All right.
3: So that's a year for uh, investments. Mind you, I'm not a financial advisor. I must say, uh, disclaimer, this is for entertainment purposes only. Mm -hmm. But uh, if you're going to buy a piece of property or make an investment, something large, sell a house, buy a house, next year is the year to do it.
2: Terrific. Nice. Well, well then, I hope you wrote all that down, Mike.
3: I'm a visionary person, so I'm always
2: looking forward, and uh, so that's going to happen either way.
3: Well, there you go. As far as these school shootings go, I, I keep having this very weird recurring dream. Uh, and I'm not a conspiracy nut because I'm not proposing this is a conspiracy. This is a recurring dream I have. Would you like to hear it? Sure. Okay. The school shootings are orchestrated false flag operations. When you think about uh, teachers, their salary, the real estate of the schools, the operation of the schools, the utility of the schools, the busing the kids to school, and just everything that's involved in educating our children, expensive. Mm -hmm. My nightmare that I keep having is this is a false flag operation with the intent of making it unsafe kids to be in school, and they want to go to a home schooling system.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: So we'll put them on the computers even more. That's my that's my prim- primitive nightmare.
2: Yeah, well, so, that's, that's, that's a good point. I yeah, mean, you know, really and is. then the, uh, right, sorry, Mike, I didn't make No,
1: no, I, I agree, and I, I think, I mean, there's certainly, you know, there's some value, obviously, to having some social interaction at school. It shouldn't be just about that. It's about kids learning. So, um, those at home school certainly might now be dissuaded from uh from you know every every incident it dissuades a a parent or parents to um sending their kids into school if they 've been home schooled there's no question about it Absolutely. and and there shouldn 't be any i mean it should not be it should be definitely a safe haven. Um, from eight o'clock in the morning until three thirty or four at night um, every day, kids should not be worried. Parents should not be worried.
3: It was my biggest my biggest fear when I went to school was I was going to get the yardstick from Sister Rosemary.
1: Uh, <laughs> yep, the the the, the knuckles uh, getting uh, getting hit by the sister, ruler. Yep. yep,
2: Sister Sister Rosemary should have more than a yardstick now. Yep. Uh, tell us about your uh, tell us about your charity.
3: Okay, so it's Variety Club of West New York is a children's charity. We help children in need. Uh, of course and we're doing a um, a big telethon be coming up and this saturday we're doing a fundraiser it'll be at the um, variety club hall in lancaster and we'll be doing a psychic show and we'll be doing predictions and we usually get to about at least 40 uh, people it's not uh it's not one of these shows where you go in to see uh you know, someone, and there's a 1,000 people in the audience, and three people get a reading. Mm-hmm. We, we pretty much hit it hard, and we get to about 30, 40 people. So come on out and have some fun with us. Terrific. Yeah, that's so, Saturday,
1: February 24th? Yes. Yeah. And that's at the, in the, in the uh, you said, the Variety Club of Lancaster? Yes.
2: Yeah, it's, yeah, it's on Broadway, not too far from uh, Lancaster Country Club, right? Yeah. Uh, so, what right. time is that, and how do people get in touch with if they want to buy tickets, or do they do that at the door?
3: It's at seven p.m. You can get tickets at the door, and I believe um, if you go online to the Facebook page Variety Club of uh, West New York Children Variety Children's Club, mm-hmm. you can find information on the tickets there. All
2: Perfect. Right. Yeah. We'll terrific. See you Saturday, seven o'clock. And thanks for uh, thanks for the uh, plug of the and, and keeping up uh, doing the great stuff for the community. Keep up. Awesome job, up, guys.
1: Thanks thanks a lot Sebastian. All right, hey Mike, how about a quick break? We got uh boy, we got Harry Don Frank uh, on deck. Um open good. open we'll phone real, lines here folks, 803-930. Real, yep. real fast we'll be right back and uh look forward to hearing your thoughts more about this this shooting down in Florida. We got a few other things here um not you know actually not not reasons to celebrate New York's success, but uh Mike a couple things we 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 got something to talk about here with food stamps too. Um, so stay tuned, folks. Stay tuned here on WBEN News Radio 930. I'm Mike Hayflick with Mike Lomas, the financial guys. We will be right back. All righty, welcome back. We are the Financial Guys, Mike Hayflick. Mike Lomas here. I'm sitting in for Glenn Wiggle. He'll be back next week taking a little time off with his family. Uh, folks, if you think like us, if you need us throughout the week, we do manage money for a living, have a lot of fun here every Saturday 1 to 3. Um, we also do a, a, radio, a TV show now, uh, Money Talks, every Tuesday, 1130 a.m. on WGRZ. I'll actually be hosting this week in uh, my uh, one of our guests coming up, Mike, is going to be actually um, on on soon here with us, April Hartloff. She'll also be on the TV show with me on Tuesday. So
2: I forgot about that. that yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, we'll be
1: talking to, to April in just a few moments. Folks, if you're considering retiring soon, not sure if it's possible, um, you maybe you've been offered some kind of a pension, a lump sum payment pension, you're not sure if that's the right thing to do, we have the resources, folks. Um, college planning, Jeff Boron and his whole team. Um, try and figure out what your student, what your children should do into you know into their college years. Uh, do it the right way. Try and figure out what the major should be, then choose the school, and uh, you know don't don't go the other way where they say, geez, we really like the uh, the campus and it's a sixty thousand dollars school per year in tuition, and and you send them off and they find out, boy, that wasn't the right social fit, it wasn't the academic fit, it certainly wasn't the financial fit. And then back they are in your house um, wondering what on earth just went wrong. So let Jeff help you with that. Um, We also have health insurance, as I said, April Hartloff, a new member of our team. Uh, Health insurance and Medicare planning, it's one of the fastest growing divisions in our firm. People every day are looking to figure out what will I do if I lose my health insurance through the employer? I want to leave. I'm not of, of Medicare age yet. Uh, When you are of Medicare age, we can help you there, too. We have independent Medicare agents who can help you choose the right plan. Um, Business owners out there, if you're not sure what your 401k plan is doing for your employees, uh, there's a lot more pressure uh, being put on uh, the owners of businesses by the Department of Labor. Make sure that you are in line, that your plans are in order. Uh, Jeff Fine can help you with that. So... Lots and lots of support. Wealth management attorney Tom Canavo. You got Jay Blanchard, John Haberster. I know I'm going to leave some people out. Ron Wasco. Lots of people that can help you. So if you think like us, you want to want to give us a try. Pop into our office six three three fifteen fifteen. Mike, what do you say? Get back to the phones.
2: Yeah, let's. Uh, can we seek in April real quick? Oh, yeah, absolutely, we'll absolutely. Uh, April. I just want to get April, uh, you know, head of our uh, health insurance division, and it's you know it's new with us, but certainly not. April has. Uh, decades' worth of experience in helping small, medium, and large businesses. And so mm-hmm. it's, it's a new division for us, but certainly not new to April. A number of different insurance lines. So if you're a small, medium business out there, a large company, you need help. You're not getting the, insur- uh, the service you need. There's nobody that's going to service you better than April. So I just wanted to bring her up. She's uh, And uh, just pick her brain for a minute here, and we'll go back to the calls.
1: All righty. I think, April, you are on, aren't you?
2: Hey, guys.
1: <laughs> Terrific.
2: How are you, April? Hey, thanks for thanks for uh, joining us. So, tell tell us a little bit about some of these. I know you're still uh, you're always out there seeing your clients and talking about the rates. And I know that's not the most pleasant of conversations because those rates continue to go up. But you know, there is a number of different companies in in New York. And do you see you know as new companies call you and say, "Hey, April, I might need your help." do you see that uh, a lot of these business owners just have neglected these plans and they don't realize that there's other options out there?
5: Exactly. I think people get in their comfort zone and they just accept the increase and they just renew year after year and don't take a serious look at their plan. And especially this year, there's another player, another insurance carrier that's um, in our market with some competitive rates. So you really need to sit down and evaluate the
2: plans this year. And, and, P, and old companies, I don't want to say go away, but sometimes they're not as attractive one year, right? And somebody else wants to get into our market, and maybe they're a little bit more attractive.
5: And that's what we're facing this year, definitely. So we've got another player, so it's, you have to look into what's out there. I, I really do believe some of the um, brokers, they're not taking the time. They're just giving you a renewal, saying, here you go, and you're just accepting it. And mm-hmm. not our approach. We're very
1: proactive. And, and that's easy to do, right? That's the easy way to do it is just simply say, well, I guess I'll stay with the familiar name, not that it's the best uh, plan for me. Now, um, April, when, when someone new comes into a company, obviously you step in and, and you try to help them and explain to them, like, hey, here are your options. Um, are, are employees able to change throughout the year? Like, I know the open enrollment period for Medicare uh, supplemental plans is, is a certain time period, but what about people who have plans through employers? Are they allowed to change throughout the year?
5: They, only if they have a qualifying event, so really um, what I do is once a year during their open enrollment, and insurance and groups renew all times of the year, not mm-hmm. like Medicare where we just got out of Medicare open enrollment. Right. So right now I'm working with groups that renew in June. Right now I'm working with the business owner, the HR, saying, okay, here's our options, and then once we put our plan together, we educate the employees.
1: Oh, okay. So so renewals are actually depending on when the companies have decided to have their open enrollment periods? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay, so you're busy nice. all year long.
2: <laughs> and, uh, what, so what if I'm a small business owner and my employees are just calling the insurance agent and they're not calling me back? I'm not getting the service I feel I deserve. Is that something that I can call you and you can take over that plan?
5: I, I can take it over. It's very seamless. There's just an authorization. It gives me control. I then have access, and then I can educate their employees. I think what happens, Mike, is mm-hmm. in our market, employee, um, you know, it's a business owner, the owner-operator. They don't have that function of an HR person. Right. So they're trying to wear all these hats, and I take that burden right off their plate.
2: And <laughs> I. It's funny you said that because you've said that uh, time and time again, like, hr hr we're part of that hr in fact you even have a system uh in the in your insurance program called hr 360 where you alert the human resource people through an email every month on changes that are happening i know a lot of human resource directors love you because Mm -hmm. you take a lot off their plate
5: yep and it's it's awesome it's called hr 360 and becoming a client of tfg We pick up the subscription um, as a thank you, and it's just giving you that added resource. And what's awesome about it, within 24 hours after state or federal law passes, um, I have an alert that I send out to all my um, groups.
2: Hmm. Yeah. And as a small business owner myself, I know how important that is because, you know, the government is always looking for ways, especially in New York State, they're broke, right? So they're always looking for ways to soup folks. And, uh, you know, the more you can do to protect yourself, the more information you can have, the more... Uh, tentacles you could have in that human resource department the better you're protecting yourself no doubt
5: exactly Well, you think about it the small business owner they're the ones that are being targeted because they don't yeah. have the dollars to legally defend themselves and
2: that's it's- right so well, they'll just roll over right so that small to medium-sized business is probably the biggest target especially in this state
5: yeah and you guys know compliance
1: mm-hmm.
5: on the financial side
1: yeah. no <laughs> doubt do we Let's- do we ever
5: do you guys know that? <laughs>
1: yeah,
2: it's a small
5: part of our practice. Yeah. part of it. But I think what's so awesome with the whole picture that we have at the Financial Guys is now when I'm out working with business owners, I'm able to bring other resources, the Social Security planning, the Medicare. Mm-hmm. Right now, a lot of my groups have people, they're trying to decide, do I have to keep working, what's my health benefits? Well, we have an arm that can help with that. That's
1: right. Yeah, well, I and I know, April, you and I just met, you know, this past week or a week ago, and, and we were so excited just thinking about how we can collaborate uh, with one another to help people. And that's, you know, that's basically why uh, I think we like you so much. You come to work and you just think, how am I going to help people today? That's what Mike and I have always said. Um, right. One of the other things I think about this is, um, you know, you're helping people with a cost in their lives, the expense side of their lives. We often help people with the, the wealth management. You know how, we, how can we invest money and help you for down the road? But you're helping with the other side of it. And uh, small business owners, obviously, their compensation plans don't include only wages or salaries. It's also about the benefits that they can offer. So if you can really help the, the business owners and help those people who work in those businesses, you're helping with a significant part of their lives, keeping a really significant cost down if you can.
5: You, and you, you, you hit it right on. Um, the thing that's going to be awesome, and I want you know, our listeners to look out, but probably by this summer, we're going to be putting together an educational series for our business owners. Even if you're not a client of the financial guys, we will be extending that. Um, so we're putting that together right now on um, just topics, hot topics, um, to educate and bring to businesses.
4: Yeah,
2: that's awesome. All right. Well, if you're looking for April, appreciated April. We'll see you uh Tuesday on WGRZ with uh, Mr. Hayflick here, right? Yep. Excellent. All, All right. For right. we'll the weekend. Yeah. 633-1515 six, six, three, three, if you need April's help. 633-1515. Three, three,
1: Absolutely. We're coming up on a break, but I think we could take another call here, Mike. Sure. All right. Here we go. Let's see who this is. Harry is us Harry? Yes, it is. Hi Harry, it's Mike and Mike. How are you?
6: I'm pretty well. Good. I Thanks got for calling. Thought uh about the whole thing. This, it all comes down to money. It, it's it, it with these guards, we have in these schools. It's risk management. Mm-hmm. Risk management is gambling, and we shouldn't whine when we lose. Israel had problems with air, with air hijackings and shootings, and one of the things they did was they they hired younger people, highly trained them, well mm-hmm. beat them, and they stopped a lot of the incidents. You're never going to stop stop them all. No. Our tendency today is to hire Security guards that are old
2: police or military retirees. Well, these people who are retirees; they're sleepy, and well, we don't even do that. We and they even, might
1: we, not even be armed. I we, mean, they we, they so we
2: don't we don't even have that. So we here that. we still have the signs on that says "guns free zone." <laughs> are you kidding so,
1: me? so real quick, because we're going to come up on a break. But Harry, if you can hang in there um, for after the break, um, I want to just tell you about someone that I remember um, helping out in one of the, the local schools, and uh, you know, a wonderful thought. But it, how effective was it? Um, folks, we're just coming up on a break. If you uh, want to reach us here, eight hundred three hundred nine thirty, star nine thirty from your cell. Uh, we're going to be right back here um, on News Radio nine thirty, WBEN.
0: The following is paid programming. It's the Financial Guys radio program. It's Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. Registered representatives with Peak Brokerage Services LLC, member FINRA SIPC. Now, live from the WBEN studios, here's Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas.
1: I am literally speechless, Frank. I, I, I can't I can't quite even interpret. <laughs> I'm trying to interpret the music coming out of this break. <laughs> he's <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: he's gonna have to take me to school here on uh, on this music, but uh,
2: yeah, we're I, old. Uh, <laughs> we we like you know old school. Uh, put some Leonard Skinner. Little Leonard Skinner.
1: Journey yeah. right. Journey Duff yeah. Leopard coming to town, Mike. Right. We'll be there. We'll, <laughs> we'll be, be there. there. We'll, we'll be there. We got to get to that right. Yeah. Oh boy! Welcome back, folks. Uh, if you're just tuning in, this is News Radio 930 WBN. we are the financial guys. Uh, Mike Hayflick sitting in for Glenn this week. Um, some much much deserved rest and just some uh, relaxation with his family today, and happy to be here with Mike Lomas. Um, always an open mic session here. You can reach us at eight zero three zero nine thirty star nine thirty from your cell one eight hundred six one six nine two three six. You can also text us, Mike. We're getting a lot of texts here. Um, let me just read a couple of these. Um, City of Tonawanda just spent twelve million dollars on a new football field two years ago. That's from Chris. Also from Chris. Chris, I know we've got you fired up. You're, you're sending texts. Um, in in <laughs> twelve million bucks. twelve
2: million bucks. Can't, not, not one guard in front, right? I, I, I'm assuming.
1: Right. So so let's see. Let's say, I, let's say and, and actually there was another great text. Someone said, um, "Oh, let's see here. I think something to the effect of. Many vets would probably volunteer, so you wouldn't even have to pay some of the folks out in our in our towns and and uh, you know in the, the school districts out there. But,
2: but even if you did, right, and which which I would say you do pay them, right? I'd say look at sure. I want the best of the best. This is our children; it's everything. It's way more valuable than you know the classic car or the Van Gogh painting. It's our kids.
1: Sure. Right? And in what place, what better role models, Mike, than yeah. than former military men, veterans who come That's into right. the schools. The great role models to just be around the students, to, to sort of be a presence. And, um, I mean, here, so $12 million. And no offense out there to, to those that, that favor athletics and think it's it's worthwhile. I I mean, I have two daughters who've been very involved in athletics. I think it's great. But I also think I've been the one paying a few thousand dollars a year for some of the travel sports. I don't expect every taxpayer to to pay for these millions upon millions of dollars of fields um not if we're gonna forget the other more important things like the security of our students and our, yeah. our kids. Well the
2: the security of the students, right? So let's talk about layering in securities, different security guards, monitoring the schools, mm-hmm. watching who goes in and out. And that's part of it, right? The the other part of it is let's get these kids when they're young, when they're five, six years old, and work on the anti bullying programs, work on, you know, hey, it's really not cool to pick on kids because to me. Again, it's a reoccurring theme. It's the same thing. This kid was a loner. He wasn't accepted. He was bullied. He was, but and then he snaps. Sure, right? Sure. And I'm saying he because it typically is a man, right? It's a it's a, it's a boy. It's a 16, 17, 18 year old boy who at the same theme, not accepted, right? So we, we're so worried about teaching these kids Spanish. We're so worried about making sure that they have French before they get out. We're so worried about a $12 million football field in the town of Tonawanda. But are we worried about anti-bullying? Are we worried about educating our children when they're young to not pick on other kids, that it's not cool to bring that kid into a group and accept that child? Um, are, are we, you know, are we worried about protecting the kids? Hey, metal detectors and making sure that people, you know, they, they can't get into the schools if you're not supposed to be there. Sure. And it, it's a, look, at it. it's not taking away from any parent who says, hey, I'm committed to trying to build a football field or a better basketball court. Wonderful. I get it. And as you said, you know, we're committed to sports and we can see the value of, of, of that. But, boy, I'll tell you, it's, you know, if 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 there's a priority list of a turf football field or an anti-bullying program, I'm saying anti-bullying every time.
1: Well, and school resource officers, security guards, um, they should be <laughs> they should be right at the top of the list when you're putting a budget together for a school. You you should be deciding what are we going to do. And I think Mike, you and I were talking uh, this past week. I said there really ought to be a moment in a school year, like say several times. Maybe it's right when people get their report cards, or right when the report cards are are made available. That we remind each other in the communities, in the schools. Look around you. If you see something unusual, if you know that there's been a a, a child or or several getting bullied, what are we going to do about it? What are we going to do? We got to make sure we watch over these kids. Get them the right help. Get them the help they need. Make sure that they don't go from these at-risk kids to kids who do this this terrific, horrific thing like we just saw down in Florida. Yep. We got to make it a more of a point to to make. Make, make us all aware, you know, make it a point every, every semester, say, to, to have an assembly and say, hey, if you see someone next to you that you're just not sure if they're okay, let's make sure they're okay. Yeah. Let's talk about it.
2: Here, here's another text, Mike. When I was at Clarence High School during hunting season, one half the pickups in the parking lot had shotguns in the parking lot. Uh-huh. Yep. 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 No problems then, right? No, no problems then. No in problem. fact, in the 50s, most schools had a gun range in the basement. Most schools had a gun range in the basement. Right. Most schools had a gun club.
1: Right, and obviously the breakdown of families—the you know one parent, single parent households—you um, know just just this this generation after generation of, of less of a family structure certainly isn't helping. Yep. So whatever we can all do to to kind of you know bring a little more uh, uh, structure to that to that whole problem, boy, I think we are all obligated. It is the the best part of our society are the kids. are so innocent. And, uh, boy, what they had to go through down there yet, yet again. Um, and, uh, boy, the FBI, right? I mean, everyone did the right thing. They saw something. They said something. There were reports, multiple reports. And somehow the FBI decided, no, this isn't legit, or they left the note on their desk. They didn't report Um, and look what happens Um, I'd love to
2: hear, by the way, from some folks out there that are with the FBI Oh yeah,
1: and school resource officers, security guards I'd love to hear what your perspective is on this Um, Mike, I'd like to welcome too uh, let's welcome uh, a a friend of the show of many, many years in fact, we joked as as Jason brought him in um, he's probably talked to Jason more than than anyone Um, (laughs) Jason's received his calls
7: John from Rochester here that's right. Welcome.
1: Jeez, we're,
2: we're, we're, we're 15 minutes into the show, John, and I didn't even
7: really give you a chance <laughs> to talk. Mike and Mike, uh, it's a pleasure being here. Unbelievable. I've, I've been talking to Jason for, it seems like, years. <laughs> and uh, even Frank, I uh, hear, uh, he, he feels like part of the family, but... You two guys definitely feel like part, part of the fa- my family. You, you really and, are. Uh, and I feel like a whole old homeboy.
1: You've always Certainly. been a great I, contributor to the show. It's so good to meet you in person and I, here. And
2: I think, John, I've spent more time with you on a Saturday than I've spent with my wife. <laughs>
7: <laughs> well, we won't go there, Mike. If you tally the
2: minutes, you're you're probably right, Mike. John, you're, you're probably that's right. right. That's right. So, uh, Mike, does this mean that we can leave? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks, thanks for being here, John. John takes over the show. Take John, care. John and Rochester, first time in studio, right? Right. I don't know if you. Yes. I mean, you're certainly not with us. It was the first time with us. So um, what, are, what are your thoughts on this? I mean, you know, of course, as you you know, you're you, you think a lot like us. I mean, to me, of course, the mainstream media goes right to it. Well, first of all, the mainstream media, shame on them, 18 school shootings. And, you know, that's you know, they're going to make sure they dramatize this thing. Uh, but, of course, it goes right back to guns, and I have a huge problem with that. I, I that, To me, I just think, that's if somebody is mentally ill enough to kill 17 people, they would have done it with something, i a a car, gasoline, uh, you know, manure and nails. I mean, you know, something, <laughs> right? I mean, you, it, you're not just going to go, you know what? If the gun's not there, I'm mentally, I'm fine now. <laughs>
7: I'm mm-hmm. fine.
2: Everything's normal in my head now, now that somebody took away my gun.
7: Well, one of the things I see, Mike and Mike, is this. And Mike, we were me and Mike Halflake we were talking about it when I came in. Uh, the violence in the media, whether it's television, radio, HBO, uh, the uh, some of the uh, the games, games, yeah, the video games, the video games, yep. etc. I think that's a huge contributor to this. It desensitizes uh, not only the youth but uh, some of the older people uh, mm-hmm. that violence is okay, violence and killing is not that destructive mm-hmm. and uh it becomes automatic i and you take guys like uh i i hate the left as far as their politics go you take a guy like matt damon ben affleck mm-hmm. uh samuel l jackson uh i think samuel l jackson was a proponent of hugo chavez in venezuela mm-hmm. in fact mm-hmm. i think he visited uh, Hugo Chavez, when he was in power, he was the big backer of that kind of regime. And these guys are perpetrating violence in, in a lot of their movies that I've seen. I, I'll give you an example. I saw Samuel L. Jackson. I was channel surfing about a couple months ago. He, uh, when I tuned in, he walked into a, this is his character, he walked into a church with a semi-automatic weapon and killed everybody in the church. <laughs> the scene, the scene lasted for 10 minutes
2: that's unreal isn't it and, unreal these and are the same people it's that unbelievable saying, shame on donald trump
7: <laughs> it, right it, to me that's a huge mm-hmm. uh issue and i think a big contributor to somebody who's unbalanced somebody who is evil it's it's desensitizes them even more and uh i think and it's never addressed it's never addressed no it's no. not of course
2: these are the same people that are hiding behind the we're going to help everybody mm-hmm. we're going to be we're shame on Donald Trump for not for not passing a law well if anybody can come up with a law that would actually stop these school shootings i think there's not a democrat or a republican in this whole country that wouldn't pass that wouldn't sign that law but chicago is proof every single day that those laws don't work. I know we're probably late in the thing. we We've got to take a quick break, right, Mike?
1: Uh, we could take a quick break. Yeah, we'll be right back here. John from Rochester here in studio. Mike Hayflick, Mike Lomas here today. Uh,
2: we Russ, are the By the way, Russ act. is asking what John looks like. Russ Thompson says, what does he look like? I've been listening to him here. <laughs> handsome. Just like, just like me, handsome. We can <laughs> I be anything, Russ. You want, anything you want to be on radio, and <laughs> we are <laughs> damn good looking. <laughs>
1: we, we, yeah, he's, got, he's got a radio face, Mike. Like us,
2: Ru- Russ is forgotten. No. I did meet Russ
1: a long time ago. Oh, you did? Yes. No kidding. You yes. no didn't kidding. remember
7: me, though,
2: <laughs> folks.
1: We got lots of callers here. Steve, Gary, well, Mark. Ru-
2: Russ is old now, John. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, that's funny. Just getting Russ. Russ, Russ. is Russ Russ a great is, guy. Is, Russ is going to text me and say, "I'm not filling in for you anymore, Mike." <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: awesome. That's awesome. We'll be right back here, folks. After a quick break, you're listening to the Financial Guys here with John from Rochester here in studio. Uh, News Radio 930 WBEN. All righty, welcome back. If you're just tuning in, we are the Financial Guys. Mike Hayflickin for Glenn this week, Mike Lomas along with me, and happy to be here. We have uh, John from Rochester actually in studio, and Jason just told us he, he has calculated, Mike, that it might be over 700 times that he's talked to John from Rochester.
7: No kidding.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: so, so he definitely has talked to him more than anyone, I, I would imagine.
7: It seems like yesterday. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I wonder if Jason.
1: Now, how many times has John called in and you said, "No, you're not getting on the show today. Sorry." <laughs> I wonder if he ever did. I, I think he's always let him on. Uh, anyway, so here we are, folks. If if you'd like to reach us here today, eight zero three zero nine thirty star nine thirty from the cell. Um, we do manage money for a living um, here on the show. We know uh, we've always said it's where money meets politics. Um, lots of callers here, Mike. Um, just talking about the the shooting. What can actually be done in schools to make them safer? Um, is it just about taking away everyone's guns, um, even those, those who own guns legally that are completely fine and can, can handle guns and their firearms properly? Is it about taking those guns away or is it really about getting some of the kids help? Um, early in their lives, you know yeah, the and bullying. And
2: what can we do? And, and what can we do to address some of the concerns with the FBI? I sure. Mean, certainly, there's a trust issue there, and and there's Huge nobody that issue. has their, your back more than us. I mean, so when it comes to the police officers and FBI agents, and we put you know, I, we get it. Right. You put your life on the line, but there's certainly some dysfunction in some of these departments. Not saying that it's the department of weehawken new jersey or the department in right. in manhattan but certainly in miami there was a breakdown there right and certainly there's a trust issue when it comes from the fbi and now washington and some of the stuff that we've seen over the last few months so, right now there's it, calls
1: to get christopher ray out of that position john right. i mean can you really keep just keep rotating new people into these positions what can happen i mean this is a huge a huge governmental agency body that's supposed to be the crime force of our nation. Can you keep changing the heads of no, these you, departments? No, you can't.
7: You can't. I, I know Governor Scott down in Florida has called for his uh, Ray's head. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think you can do that. Number one, uh, Ray is the head of a huge bureau, mm-hmm. uh, tens of thousands of employees and agents. Uh, there's no way he can monitor something like that. Can he fire somebody who had more responsibility at the local level? Certainly, I think that sure. would be an option. Right, but for Governor right. Scott to uh, call for his head, raise head, I don't think he's right. I don't, I don't. Political
2: think so. grandstanding, for sure. Exactly, exactly. Oh, for
7: sure.
1: That's not going to solve the problem. In fact, you're going <laughs> to you're going to actually start seeing uh, fewer and fewer people want to step up for these positions if you just keep yeah. packing them away, um before
7: they can even make an impact. That's right. That's right. Yeah, it's a and shame. And Scott, I think the governor is going to be running for the Senate, the state Senate, or the federal Senate in Florida. Mm. Uh, I don't think, I think he may be term limited or he's made a decision to run for U.S. Senate. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, it's just, uh,
1: I mean, of course, it's always easy to just jump at the first, the first thought, even before, I mean, honestly, before they could even clear these schools of all the bodies, mm. already we were hearing we've got to do something about these guns like that was it's just so easy to do instead of addressing the bigger problem and waiting for for the the story the story was people stepped up they said we see something we said something and nothing was done
7: well i've talked to a a number of law enforcement agencies uh uh sheriffs uh fbi people on uh, interviews, public hearings, and i've put this forth i've talked in inner city groups mm-hmm. where a lot of gun violence happens, and talking about how about boycotting uh the entertainment industry let's go do, go down to Hollywood, mm-hmm. go down to the wherever these uh wherever they make the movies in New York city they're making a lot of movies now start boycotting some of these guys like Harvey Weinstein, not for sexual yep. Yep. Uh, issues but for, for violence, violence. And this, this is a huge issue and and we can't we can't outlaw movies we can't outlaw freedom of speech but we can shame them into curtailing this pathetic violence to me it's it's outrageous absolutely there's yeah, no and, question about it
2: and my guess is the fbi and i'm sure and i'm not sure we'll get any agents that will call in and admit this but it's a government agency right i'm sure there's a lot of top heavy waste yeah <laughs> oh a little <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm sure we're going to find out that you know yes there's so many great people on the streets they're working hard to try to stop some of this stuff but there's also this layer up here up top of everybody that's you know just there are getting paid and, you know
1: no question about the, it Hey, before we get back to the phone lines, guys, I'm thinking uh, maybe we could pull Dave Mariocker in here, Mike, before the bottom of the hour. Sure. Let me pull Dave in here. Lots of things going on in the markets. Dave Mariocker, how are you?
4: Hey, Mike. Mike and Don, how are you? Hey,
1: good, good. Thanks for calling in. So what the heck is going on with these markets?
4: <laughs> well, I, I think we, we expected this. Yeah. It's been really been about a year and a half since we've run into some volatility and this is good Mm -hmm. uh what's going on is is mortgage rates are moving up the 10-year bond is moving up that's competition for stock sure the the majority of companies say 75 companies have reported the majority of the reports have been positive Mm -hmm. so that that type of thing hasn't changed the world markets did reset along with the u.s markets Mergers, acquisitions are alive and well as long as well as uh, capital activism. Those things uh, in the markets, things like a company like a WestRock bought capital or bought uh, Capstone Paper, mm-hmm. Broadcom. This could be one of the largest mergers in tech world. It could be a hundred billion dollar merger. Trying to merge with Qualcomm. Huh. AT and T is trying to buy Time Warner. Procter now. This is interesting for individual stock uh, buyers, Procter & Gamble has, there's a person, his name is uh, Nelson Peltz, he's been attempting to get a board seat on Procter, Procter's like a 180-year-old company, by the way, in full and fair disclosure, Procter is in our portfolio, as in several of these other companies, but he's an activist investor, and he's won the seat on the board, or he's gotten appointed and every time that's happened, the majority of times it's turned out very positive for investors. Mm-hmm. I think that that is a really good thing coming on. The world markets have recovered. Uh, and by the way, Nelson Peltz uh, founded Triand Partners. Um, the lesson, uh, the the um, th- there's also Cisco Systems reported. That's an old tech company. Mm-hmm. Now here's a company that, again pays a dividend. and Mike and I have talked that, about that. I love dividends. It pays a really good dividend. They're, they're talking about repatriating like. Fifty or sixty billion dollars back into the country. That's Those nasty
2: tax cuts. Jeez. And
4: it hasn't really done anything. That's awful. Done <laughs> anything for a long period of time. But but I see this as a positive in the markets, and that's uh, that's like about what went on for the week.
2: Yeah. Not not much of an opportunity to really rebalance. So it's a it's a funny how the Dow drops fifteen hundred, a thousand, five hundred, and then before you know it, like. Wait a minute! Dow's back. <laughs>
1: yeah, we're back. I think six, <laughs> it, six a days of market for Yep,
2: yep. That's right. You have to move quickly. I I think it happened
4: a little bit quick, but I think that we'll we'll see this throughout the summer. Usually, in the spring and into tax loss season, you know, at the end of the year, you got some volatility, but not very much. But seasonally, as we come in for many many years into the summer, the markets have been weak. But Mike and we've talked about this. Uh, I, I I went on record to say that the Dow I thought would uh, hit. Uh, 30000 under Trump's uh, administration. If he got eight years, it's partway there a little bit too quick for me. But that's about it. That's what's going on in the market. Thanks for yeah, having me. Yeah,
2: well, it. as as you get those bigger numbers, too, it's not such a big deal, right? I mean, that's the thing. I, isn't. Forget about numbers. Look at percentages. Well, 1,000 points is not what it was 15 years ago. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Very yep. good. Well, thank Thanks, you, Dave. sir. Thanks, Dave, as always. Uh, one of our chief investment experts in our firm. Uh, if you need Dave throughout the week, 633-1515. Dave, your, your other uh, number, where can we reach you?
4: number in ELMA where I work out of most of the time is 652-5434. All right. Thanks, and I hope everybody's having a good weekend.
1: Thanks, Dave. You too. Hey, we're going to uh, take a short break here. Folks, if you need us throughout the week, 633 call, talk to Dave, call to talk to any of the many specialists that we have to help you um, through the many transitional phases of your life as you head into retirement. Um, we even have a state planning expert, so please call us. Um, we're going to be right back after a quick break. You're listening to the Financial Guys here on News Radio 930 WBE. Mm-hmm. All righty, welcome back you're just tuning in we are the financial guys hope you're having a great saturday as you know we're here every saturday 1 to 3 p.m um i'm mike hayflick filling in for glenn this week mike lomas here and john from rochester it's so cool to have him here mike it's uh I feel like I've finally met uh, um, like a, a local radio celebrity,
2: <laughs> <laughs> honestly. He's been, like, on, he's I, been I, on longer I, than we have. Honestly, <laughs> I
1: think I, I probably heard John years and years ago, even before I joined our firm. And, and I thought, man, what this guy, he's in tune with so many topics, like so many great contributions over the years well, well, my and, and continues is, to have. My
2: favorite is, as I'm driving in the car, I will go back and forth from WBN to WGR, which a lot of our listeners do, right? Mm-hmm. And I'll hear John on WBN, and then I'll turn over to WGR, and he's He's on WGI. <laughs> <laughs> this guy gets more airplay than we do. He's an enter,
1: intercom uh, and, uh, emperor or in, something. In a, I don't know. In
7: a huge Bills Buffalo Bills fan.
1: Yeah, it's there huge. we go. Oh, we wow. should we should talk, Mike. Hey, I wanted to tell you this. I had I, maybe I was going to tell you off the air, but what the heck? Uh, local basketball, Mike. Check this out. Western New York College basketball. UB gets his twentieth win.
2: Yeah. Bana
1: knocks off number 16, Rhode Island. Rhode Island. Bana now has 18 wins. I'm not done. Check this out. Niagara beats Iona, and they have 18 wins. These are big, that's big seasons. 18 win seasons.
2: Canisius is actually not that bad either.
1: Canisius rolls to a win, and they now have 19 wins. So we've got 18, 18, 19, and 20 win seasons of the big four here in our area. What a hotbed. It's yeah, pretty well, it unbelievable. <laughs> it always it was, is, but there always been times where maybe one team was kind of the good team and the others were like getting beat up. But how about that? That's pretty well, good. That's I'll good tell you stuff. what's
2: what's cool for those people that follow college basketball and by no means am I, you know, the next coach of Duke. But uh but you know, just following it a little bit that I do, it is a weird season, and a lot of the mm-hmm. top teams have been beaten. You know, you look at Duke that got bought, uh, beat mm-hmm. by St. John, so it's uh, right. It's one of those seasons where you might have a little bit of hope that hey, maybe you know, a team like UB could win the MAC, and maybe they could win the tournament, maybe they could go a or two or three. So cool, pretty cool. cool it's thing. pretty
1: cool yeah. in uh, in town here. So way to go, Western New York basketball coaches, players, schools. Pretty cool. A lot of excitement. by the way. By the way, oh, yeah, UB Women's also yes. has twenty wins this year. That's as well. right. Is that right? UB, wow.
2: Yeah, they UB women started off like nine or ten and 0. Yeah, oh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So Jeez. both
1: U B teams? That's incredible. Yeah. Wow. We gotta really root for them. Folks, try to get to some games. I know mean, Mike, you and I, we say it all the time. It just seems that uh I don't yeah, every know. year,
2: I'm going to go to more uh, UB Bulls uh, men's and women basketball games, and I'm going to learn how to ski. And, and, and I'm 43, and, and, and I have no
7: clue how to ski. And the football team, UB football team, mm-hmm. has won three in a row. <laughs> is that right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so they go into next year, That's go, a three-game winning so streak. they got a three-game winning streak.
1: Right. streak. I love it. See, John is That's, even on top of the previous season of, I think of sports UB, around the UB here. It's pretty Bulls
2: good football team has actually won more than games in the sabers have at home
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) oh boy anyway so here we are uh,
2: they're young they've been young for 20 years but they're young yeah (laughs) next year we are that's
1: great always an open mic session here folks we have a lot of fun as you can tell uh can reach us here at 8030930 we do have some people on deck mike can we get to the phones here sounds great all right gary mark hang in there steve steve you are up steve from amherst
6: gentlemen i was at the u b game last night, and oh no kidding, yes, there were two educated college educated graduated uh liberal mm. left, completely to the left uh, men my age sixty sixty one years old of age mm-hmm. so there was a slight discussion on uh you know feeling sorry for the children that were killed. And the two guys from Bowling Green China, chime in to me. Mm-hmm. The problems in America the, is why we have gun violence is because it's the fault of the NRA. <laughs> so, you know, and they were coming off like, you know, because I was only high school educated, that I was completely illiterate. So I told them, by the way, guys. I may you may think I'm stupid, but I'm a graduate of Attica State Correctional Facility. OK, so <laughs> a little bit about how to read people and what's going on in this world and mm-hmm. pay attention. So, you know, since I disagreed with them, I told them, I says, you know, the only way you're not, you're not going to legislate guns and you're not going to change the Constitution and you can't outlaw the NRA. So this is what we need to do in every single school. We need to have every single entrance covered. Mm -hmm. We need to have people, teachers on top of it, trained and requalify every year with with, uh, handguns and rifles and shotguns and how to use them and everything else. And I said, until we spend the money to take care of our children, we as parents have failed our children and will allow our children to be murdered Mm -hmm. in the schools. And it's very sad that the liberal left is allowed to let our children be murdered because they have beliefs. They they felt that it would be bad to have kids see a police officer with a black vest and maybe a helmet on and have a rifle and be in school, and I said, well, we need to teach our children that they love
2: Mm -hmm. i can think of worse things for the students but you got to realize the the liberal the the liberal left doesn't respect the police officer right so they're the bad guys now right it's not it's not xyz's fault for robbing the 7-eleven it's the police officer's fault for dragging him out of there by his hair right you you know what's amazing to me is it's a gun problem not a violence problem like somebody said "Oh, oh oh there's a gun I'm a 17-year-old male. Look at that gun. I should just pick it up and go shoot people. Mm-hmm. Wow, that the gun made me do that. The gun is talking to me, telling me, I, pick me up. Take me with you. Go shoot somebody. What a joke. The problem is violence. The problem starts when these kids are young. And we need to get our arms around it. And the liberal left refuses, like they always do, to look at the real problems and the real issues. It's always guns. It's always gun Same thing is true. Pick a a topic, right? Well, the people are poor because uh, they can't find a job. Mm -hmm. Not because they're lazy. It's they can't find it. They can't, you know, it's not their fault. It's always somebody else's fault.
1: Yeah, I I think uh, in fact, Chris here on the text board, jobs in two parent households would solve ninety percent of crime in the country.
2: No doubt, no doubt.
1: <laughs> that, no yeah, um,
2: doubt. Start holding these sperm donors accountable. Well, no Well, here, here's
1: another thing. I know that in schools, many many teachers are are asked to take part in the American Red Cross. You know the CPR training. They're asked to learn about the AED machine that's there in the building. It's you know be in in the little you know little glass doors in case there's someone who passes you know, passes out, their heart stops, how do you get them back to life? Why would we not think that just having some armed, you know, licensed armed teachers, some teachers who say, listen, I can do this. It's part of my resume, yep. in fact. I can teach Layers you. of protection. I can teach Layers math. I'm going to be yep. the best middle school math teacher you have. And guess what? I'm also a licensed gun owner. I'm happy to step up. I mean, my goodness, this this man what, the security guard, head football coach, or I think he was a he was an assistant football coach, Aaron Feist, down in Florida, literally jumps in front of bullets as like a body shield to save these kids. Yep. there are that wow. he's not alone. And who would be willing to do that? There are yep. many, many people.
2: What if um, he was that trained? would want to do that? What if What if he had? Uh, what if he was able to defend himself there? Right. Well, right. Does it end at one child? Does it end at two? Does it end at zero?
1: It may have been zero. It literally could have, because he may have been on the on the watch for something like that. You know, hey, I hear a, a fire alarm. Uh, I don't understand why I'm hearing this. This is unusual. It's near the end of the school day. It's a vulnerable time during the day where the, all the doors are flying open. Is it possible someone might be trying to get in? You know, I mean, you're so right, Mike. There, there could have totally been uh, the deterrence. Is there obviously if you know people are in the building that might be able to shoot back? Without it, it's just a complete soft target. It's it's like uh, it's just like it can be an open firing range. Well, it's awful.
7: Well, I got to tell you guys, uh, I go to all the Buffalo Bills games, and over the last year or two, there's a big presence of the slot team. At all the entrances, and the right. exits of the stadium now, with 80, semi-automatic 80. weapons. 80. And I'll tell you, it's a great feeling to see these well-armed police no doubt. protecting... Us, yeah, the fans. Yeah.
2: Eighty-eight thousand people. They get them in there within a reasonable amount of time, right? Could we get three, four hundred people through a school district? Absolutely, no we could. question. Could about we it. stagger the times? Maybe. Hey, you're showing it up at eight fifteen. Little Billy's showing up at eight <laughs> thirty.
1: Steve, st- sorry, we <laughs> we jumped in on that. Any other thoughts?
2: No,
6: I just wanted to thank you for letting me, you know, speak, you know, what my experience was last night and sharing this thought with.
1: Really Steve. appreciate it. Don't be a stranger to the show. I, I don't, I don't care that you didn't get a college degree.
7: And Steve, <laughs> keep up the fight. Really? Keep up the fight.
2: You're, Re- absolutely. Really. Those, those nice liberals, I'm sure, went home and had their door unlocked last night. I'm sure. Boy, oh
1: boy. All right. Thanks again, Steve. All right. Hey, how about we hit uh, Gary from Boston? Uh, Gary, hang on a second. Thank you, Gary in Boston. How are you?
8: Pretty good, are you guys?
1: Hey, good, good.
8: I think the uh, part of the solution is uh, barriers. Uh, you know, the the, the it's like almost like a chain link fence type of thing with a mm-hmm. the guarded uh, lock. So even if they try to shoot the lock off, they can't. Okay. And then uh, once they come in, there's a ba- there's a door that closes. It's a barrier in front of them where people in the office can see them. And then there's a door behind them. So in case they uh, chicken out and they want to shoot people outside, they can't get out of there. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then uh, one entrance. Uh, and then uh, everybody knows what's going on, and if there's something suspicious going on, somebody in the office gets hit the lever, and then all the uh, lights go off in the classrooms. Everybody barricades, clears the halls, goes back in.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know. Couldn't agree with you more. Couldn't agree with you more. And the whole garbage about, well, resources, we don't have any money. That's a bunch of you-know-what. You, know what. you know, Give the- me a break. We are studying shrimp. Running on a treadmill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're we're we now have what, the money. We're housing we have the resource. We're
1: housing chimpanzees in buildings that the federal government paid for um, and these chimpanzees, they decided we're not going to do any studies on them anymore. So for years now, they've been those, living Those are in... called congressmen,
2: Mike. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That was very good, Mike. Very good. Your next job, you're going to be a stand-up comedian now. Great. No, no, rock and roll star. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and roll uh, star. yeah. Oh, yeah. I said I was going to be pop star next. But yeah, great, great points. Um well. Simple things that can be done, right? Technology, too. I mean, when you go up to some of the schools now, in every – all sorts of school districts, not just certain ones, all of them, there are ways to see who's at the doors. But are those – are the technology in place? Is it is it so grainy that you just would hear someone's voice and you can barely hear what they're saying? They buzz people in no matter who it is. Um, isn't there better technology out there that could really – like if you see a, a guy – Come up with a backpack, or well,
2: especially this kid, right? I mean, right. Not, not for nothing, but he was on the school's most wanted list. They kicked right. him out. They, Absolutely, they, everybody was warning students, parents. This, this is a problem, right? right. I mean, should should he, should, should you know, should they have recognized that? Yes. Sure. Should his, you know, they should understand that. Yeah, no doubt.
1: Well, oftentimes, too, I know at dismissal times in many schools, um, a lot of teachers are assigned things like bus duty. They're supposed to go outside, stand on the sidewalks, go to the doors. As students are leaving, they make sure they're not monkeying around, and they make sure that they're getting there safely. Nobody's, you know, causing trouble or whatever. Why not have some trained teachers with their licensed firearm to be outside? Maybe they're the ones who go to the doors and say, hey, everything looks good. It doesn't take a lot of time. It's just an extra minute or two. They make sure that everything looks good, and then everyone starts going to their buses. i mean little things like that i, I mike I think you're right they 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 worry about resources we can 't do that. How are we going to do this? No, but we can go ahead and let's go bid on a twenty million dollar uh, new you know athletic development I That's mean, right. it's ridiculous. let's get turf
2: let 's get turf for the football field. So little Billy, when he plays for the Buffalo Bills, oh, wait a minute. That's never going to happen. No. 99.99% of the time. Right. Like, we played on mud and dirt fields. We survived.
1: We survived. We did fine. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go ahead and take Mark. Mark from Buffalo. Thanks for calling in.
8: Oh, thanks. It's the first-time caller, uh, long-time listener. Really enjoy your show. Thank Appreciate you. Appreciate it. All of them. them. Um, <clears throat> Someone I'm going to say has, has been you know, said already, but two comments. As far as the protection of the schools, there's so much that can be done, and they're, they're spending, and I don't care if they spend on $12 million on a uh, athletic a field or, you know, the languages or whatever they do, that's fine. Mm-hmm. This is much more important than anything else. You know, as you alluded to, there's, there's other assets that we spend millions and millions of dollars on uh, to protect, and what's more valuable than our kids?
1: I'm you know? completely in agreement with you on that.
8: Oh, yep. So, and I'll tell you something. I've gone into school, okay? They buzz you in, okay? Now, I don't do that, but you're supposed to walk through the other doors and check in mm-hmm. or right up the stairs. It's just yep. in there. Yep. Their, their security is, is ridiculous. Uh,
1: it really is. And, I mean, even I mean during school hours, it might be better. They have lockdowns, and, and you do have to get buzzed in. But, boy, if there's after-school events, those doors are generally open. Yep. I mean, they're wide open. I mean, I know they are. I mean, I you can enter you know, many, maybe not every single door is open, but you can enter in many different places, and it's always those big after-school events where there's lots of people, um, the softest targets around. I mean, there's nobody there to, to protect you, you know, and I don't even know, Mike, are, are firearms even allowed in buildings? Oh, no,
2: gun-free zones. Gun-free hey, zones. Let me, let me, I know we got to take a quick break here, but let me just read you something that Rochelle just sent me from the office, right? Mm-hmm. It says guns. We defend our president with guns. We defend our congressmen with guns. We defend our governors with guns. We defend our celebrities, those left-wing, loving liberals, with Mm -hmm. guns. We defend our sporting events with guns. We defend our jewelry stores with guns. We defend our banks with guns. We defend our office buildings with guns. We defend our factories with guns. We defend our courts with guns. We defend our children with a sign that reads, this is a gun-free zone. <laughs> take down the signs. I agree.
1: Absolutely. No doubt. We'll take a quick break here, huh, Frank? Hey, All right. Uh, hey, oh. Yeah, can we um, can we keep, can uh, we keep Mark, can hold. you hold on over? I can. All right. Terrific. Stay on the line. Thanks for uh, thanks for waiting. Folks, we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to the D Financial Guys here on News Radio 930 WBEN. All righty, welcome back. Hey, what hair band was that?
2: Motley Crew.
1: Is it? All right, there we go. All right, it was like a quiz show without the music. It's one of my favorite things when I hear that quiz show music. <laughs> Little Motley Crew. We've had a lot of good music here, a lot of good, uh, great calls today. Great calls. Um, I think this is one of those topics, just John and I, as we were you know, taking our break, Said, you know, every person in every school district of every age, whether you're the empty nesters, you've got, you know, six children in the schools, or you've yet to have any children yet, I think they'd all be on board with higher tax dollars for the things we're talking about, for more yeah, security, safer buildings. We
2: should, we waste so much money in this country, right? Yeah. Uh, Donald Trump this week proposed a, a, what, a 25 cent tax on a gallon of gas? Mm-hmm. Why? I, right. I thought we already did that. I'm so sick and tired of the wasteful spending yeah. in every single department. We've got, we've got folks that are, first of all, we shut the government down. We've got all kinds of non-essential employees. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, just, just throwing this out there, if we've got all kinds of non-essential employees, I think it's pretty essential that we protect our kids. Let's, Absolutely. Let's take the resources from the non-essential ones and move them over to something that's essential. Right. Well, the other
7: thing, guys, uh, we're talking about uh, affordability of security at schools. In New York State, it's out the rough. Some mm-hmm. of the budgets, school budgets, they can find, they can find some uh, wherewithal to get these security people in there on the existing budgets. I heard Tom Golisano mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago talking about his second home down in Canandaigua. Mm-hmm. He's spending $140,000 a year in property taxes. Yes. That's outrageous, <laughs> even for Tom Golisano. It's, a, it's, a, it's a, unbelievable.
2: Double, John, double. The state spends double the amount of money as Florida with less people now.
7: Can you Double imagine paying $140,000 for property taxes in a single year? That's, to me, that's a crime.
1: No, and yeah. hey, Mike, should we celebrate this? This was according to the Tax Foundation out of Washington, D.C., and this is shocking, shocking news. New York's business tax climate among the worst in the nation.
2: I saw that, and I find that hard to believe after Andrew ran that big campaign, you know, $100 million worth of our tax money, sure. saying, come on into New York. I I find I. I'm shocked that that advertising campaign didn't work.
1: No, well, they get they get very upset when you start to criticize because guess what, Mike? We oh, are a, we are ahead of New Jersey,
2: <laughs> so come on, give
1: us a break, right? That's right. Um, that's and right. oh, yeah, and then, not then for the, long,
2: by the way. As as Wall Street continues to be more and more automated and less of a need to be there, that'll that'll change right. real quickly.
1: Right. Hey, I want to just pull Mark uh, Mark Mark from Buffalo. You're back on. Uh, thanks again for holding over that break.
8: Oh, oh you're welcome. All right. Finish start with the first point. Um, it, it, when, when, at least a dozen times during the school year, I mean during the school day, rather. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I mean, buzz you in, and I went straight through the, the other doors to check in. But I could have gone up the stairs. You know, mm-hmm. up to, you know, there's four flights of stairs in the school. Uh, it's a huge school. Mm-hmm. Could have done anything. You know, sure. Uh, could brought weapons in. Could, it doesn't make a difference. So, as far as raising tax affordability, there's, I agree. There's so much waste uh, that uh, if they can't afford. You know the proper security measures, then they should cut whatever they have to cut.
2: Yeah, in in, in the overall scheme of things, it's not that big of a cost, really. When you look no. at the amount of money that's wasted between administrators, I'll tell you, get, get rid of the Spanish teachers. Just mm-hmm. get rid of them. I don't want to know Spanish. I don't want my children to know Spanish. If they want to learn Spanish, they can do it. I'm not going to say I don't want my daughters to learn Spanish. I'm going to say, look, at, they don't need to do it as part of their education from kindergarten to the 12th grade. Sure. If they want to go after hours and learn Spanish. Go for it. You want to take an extra class? Go for it. But that Mm -hmm. money should be spent protecting our children. You know, we've got kids that don't even know what a checkbook is, and they're Mm -hmm. not safe, but yet we're going to teach them French.
1: It shouldn't be considered discretionary either. It should just really be an assumption that, yeah, a bunch of our tax dollars in a school district is going to that. Like, it shouldn't be a debatable topic, should it? (laughs) Lord
2: only knows we're not using the money for the lottery or the gas tax. For anything that's actually of value now. So maybe we could take some of those resources from the general fund in New York and start to yeah. make our school safe. Yeah. Thanks for the call. Thanks again, Mark. Okay, you I, I, one quick. Oh, uh, sure. Go ahead. Sure. Okay. Yeah. It, it, just
8: closing this, I agree 100%, and it's, it's just a shame now. The second point, which is tangential, is <coughs> with the FBI, uh, you know, vis a vis the Florida shooting. You know, they were advised, okay, several times. They not only didn't do anything, but then they lied about it, okay? <laughs> Given the, uh, the lack of, of honesty and transparency, vis-a-vis the Trump investigation, all this other stuff, and the, uh, the letting go of the, the other parties, you know, transgression, even though they were traitorous, mm-hmm. okay? maybe it's time, not to you know, say first level, but a first and second level, maybe more, to start changing your heads. I mean, it. It. Uh, yeah. You don't want to change people. Yeah,
2: certainly. There's a huge trust, uh, trust issue there, and you, think, and you just can't have that, right? I mean, the FBI needs to stand for the greatest, of, utmost of, of perfection and trust in this country, mm-hmm. and there is a level there that's broken, no doubt. Now, I,
1: I did not see that coming, to be honest with you. Like at, when it first unfolded, you start hearing the, the, you know, the just the gruesome events and right. and how it all transpired. I did not see. That coming, that the FBI actually had been tipped off a couple times with, you know, some significant <laughs> YouTube clips and social media, you know, uh, material, and they didn't do anything. Like, they dropped the ball. I did not see that coming this time.
8: Well, and worse, they lied about it.
1: Yep.
8: Right. It's, it's nice? just not what we, you Thanks know, we just call. weren't used to that. Not
2: only incompetent, but, but uh, you know, dishonest.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Thanks for calling. Don't be a stranger, Mark. Thanks.
2: Thank, thank you very much. John, you want to hop in here? Uh, yeah, we got a go couple. Quick, col- don't they?
1: We got Lynn. We got Tom on deck. Um, yeah, why don't we pull them in? Let's see cool. here. Hey, Lynn, how are you? Lynn from Buffalo. Hi. You're on the air. How are you?
9: Uh, and just have one comment. I know that everybody everybody agrees we have to protect our children. Couldn't agree more. M- mother of three, grandmother now of five. Hmm. They're, of course, grown. What I thought of today, so simple. So many of these ideas are, you know, that one side's not going to agree with the other side, or I love the idea about teaching kids not to bully from five years old, mm-hmm. By the time that's really effective. We've, you know, it's years and years. Mental health, years and years. So there's so many good points. It's not one answer. Mm-hmm. But what I thought of, so simple. When I go to work, when I went to work today, I wear a lantern, you know, around my neck with a badge to get into my place of employment. Sure. You go through the first set. I can't even get in my building Mm
1: -hmm.
9: until I get scanned. So I'm not talking about beeping in to get into a school because I know that doesn't work. So before I can even enter the vestibule, the hall that has the security guard, Mm I've already been scanned in. Then I got to be scanned in again before I can even get near my death. Sure. So that seems realistic, reasonable. Everybody, and again, that's only one piece of it. I realize that evil is evil
8: mm-hmm.
9: no matter what, but that's such a reasonable, realistic thing
1: to do it is and I, I think you're right I think you, you could almost look at anybody whatever side of the aisle whatever you believe you could say can everybody agree on that like just we, the
2: we have technology that you can look into a phone and it can recognize your face yeah we have technology that can get that can look at your thumbprint and recognize mm-hmm. that this is Mike Lomas right mm-hmm. that's the kind of stuff that we need to be embracing for our children to make them safe, so they feel like, hey, you know, we we can come in here. We're okay. I can. I feel okay leaving my child somewhere. Right. We spend. millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars on all kinds of wasteful things in this country. And I cannot think of a bigger priority, right? And I've been saying this throughout the show. There's two things here. Number one is protecting the kids. Number two is getting a hold of these kids when they're young because the common theme continues. These kids are bullied. They're not treated. they're, they're, They're isolated, and they snap. And it's not every case, but it's a big, big chunk of them. And we and there's no, nothing that I can see anywhere in the public schools that that yeah. go even close to stopping any of this anti-bullying anti-bull, you know, stuff or to, or, to or come up with programs that are could, could continue to embrace these kids from. The time they're five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, hey, eleven no all the way through. No right? question
1: about it. No question. Uh, thanks a again, on, Lynn. Sign on the front <laughs> door
2: is not going to do it.
1: No. No, we have to do a quick thank you to John from Rochester. John, thank you. It was a yeah. it was a riot A lot of fun. We've got to have lot. you in again. We'll have,
2: well, yeah, we'll have you on a few times throughout the year. Actually, d- beautiful. Be careful, just, what you, be careful what you wish for. Russ Thompson <laughs> used to be a guest all the time. And then before you know it, we were like, we we, we said, hey Russ, can you come in? He's like, Yeah, and then we didn't hey, show. All right, so
7: we, we gotta go here.
1: <laughs> Us to the tax ladies up next for Mike Lomas this is Mike Hayflick. Stay tuned here on News Radio 930 WBEN.